Hey fans, I'd like to announce that the wrestling realm is now partnered with SeatGeek to save you $20 off your purchase. Use the promo code wrestling realm at checkout and you can save $20 on your purchase. So if you want to attend a WWE event, an AEW event, or if you want to go see your favorite sports team or your favorite artist, buy your tickets off SeatGeek using the promo code wrestling realm to save $20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're all on, aren't we? Is this it? Yes, sir. Look at Brother Brandon. He's been stressing all goddamn day. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 2023 Wrestling Realm WWE Mock Draft. Mock Draft. Look at that. I can't even pronounce it. Mock Draft. See, I'm trying to take my time and pronunciate my words, and I like my draft. It's Mock Draft. That's right. Tonight. <laughs> Tonight, the wrestling realm is going to choose 10 picks for Raw, 10 picks for SmackDown to build the show around as priority picks moving into the next season of professional wrestling post WrestleMania. Right after this, Houston, we have a problem. Yes! Well, indeed, the story goes like this. And the realness is frozen. And Brian H. Waters, you just made my list. (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to the Wrestle Realm Now podcast. I'm here, Brian H. Waters, with brother Brandon, the guy, guy, the real Dwayne Allen is currently frozen in the midst of production. But, um, yeah, we are here. We are live. As promised, a mock draft will come to you tonight. We didn't say yes, the VKM words, but I tell you, I don't know what's going on with the stream, but we're going to keep it going until... We're going to um, just say he's deep in thought. He's getting his yeah. last-minute thoughts together. Last-minute thoughts. A shout-out to my brother, Dr. D, in the building. As you can see, I'm rocking his shirt. Coming to you soon. This is exclusive. Uh, so had to rock out, show out for my big bro. And um, brother Brandon, how you feeling today? I'm good. I'm feeling real good. You know, it's been a long day, but we're gonna keep on going. Hopefully, we won't burn the mid idol all, but we can give the people what they've been wanting to hear and wanting to see. So, um, just quick update: shot a couple episodes of you know that little show that the restaurant is presenting now, but I don't want to say too much about. <clears throat> 
championship culture comes in <laughs> to a YouTube oh. near you. And, you know, some Ooh. championship shorts might be coming to you, too. So be on the lookout for both. And I think um, there might be a reel in the future, too. But that's what's going on in this realm, you know, from the guy. That was there a perfect segue. You see, you see how he does that? That was a perfect plug. Perfect <laughs> opportunity. So you guys, you guys never let me down. If there's ever a time and space where the Wi-Fi goes out and the connection dies, a plug will be put in place. Oh, we just like like this. You like, but while you were out, Brian didn't make the list. I'm just gonna tell you. You know the, the crazy part is I saw all that take place as my Wi-Fi started. It started going in circles. You said, you know, what, Brian, you just made the list. <laughs> and speaking of lists, gentlemen. Tonight well, is the night of, list. There we go. We are going. To... Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, we can. <laughs> okay. See, look, this is crazy. This keeps going in and out. That's okay. This is how. This is this is what it's like when somebody doesn't want you to be great. It's okay though. Tonight it's is the really night. Tonight is a night. Tonight is a night where us three, we will tell you how we will fantasy book our draft for Raw and SmackDown. Is he back? Bro, am I still going in and out? You was, yes. but now you're clear. You're good now. Like, what in the world? I, I, do I keep going in and out? Like, if that's okay. Change that's your lighting to purple. You ain't had no. an issue with it's purple or green. Is that what now it was? Blue. Yeah, now that you smack them blue. Should I change the purple? Um, yeah, Hold change on, it just... back to purple. That might... There you go. You're probably judgment day. There we go. Well, now you're a heart <laughs> fan. There we go. <laughs> got, got a little, got a little purple, purple pinkish heart foundation. Get up. There let's see. Go. Let's see. This makes a difference. But ladies and gentlemen, we are here for our mock draft. You say, okay, well, what is a mock draft? I'll tell you exactly what it is. The rest of realm tonight is superstars to build each show around going into 2023's new season, which we usually consider after WrestleMania. So I, I don't do we have time? Should, we, should I go into logistics? Should I let it rip or should we just jump right into it? What do you what do you jump right into it? Let's go. All right, let's, let's jump go. right into let's it. Let's go. Okay. We're ready. We're let's ready. Go. I don't let's want let's you jump to into it. Make the list either. So no, no, no. I don't make a list. So, ladies and gentlemen, issue <laughs> two, the 2023 mock draft presented by the Wrestling Realm. You see that? That's what I was. That, that was the whole buildup. I was trying to wait till more people got on here, but we can clip it off of social. They can see that later. <laughs> like, did you guys see the draft sounds? You heard the, the crowd announcement, but listen to me. Uh, I brought a few, I brought a few friends with me to keep us company while we we're on the show. Brother Hughes out, um, mm -hmm. and 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 in his his uh his absence, I, I got a couple of people to make sure that the show stays exciting. It stays nice and snippy. It's snippy. Acknowledge guys. me. Oh, now he wants to acknowledge. <laughs> I didn't hear the sound. It was too quick. You might have to run that back. I heard it. I just, you know, I know a lot of y'all was sitting up there thinking Cody, think it was gonna be a story. Finish the story. But uh, the real Dwayne Allen, uh, as his internet decides to get together, I'm just gonna sit here and talk, talk to the people. Okay. Dr. D in okay. the building, those wrestling girls in the building, Ed Fry's twenty thousand twenty two or two thousand two in the building. Uh, thanks for the complimentary shirt. Shout out to Dr. D, one of the pioneers, the OGs in the game. Um, but uh, brother Ooh, Brandon, yeah. that was on yeah. point. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. So he must can still hear us. He just can't interact with us. So well, uh, well, that's what we still playing, One of his friends playing in the background. 
Um, but brother Brandon, yes, sir. Uh, you plan to surprise the people tonight with your picks? Abs- I think I got some shockers and I got mm-hmm. some reasons why. And if it happens this year, all I'm gonna say is Triple H cut me a check because you're gonna like my mm. booking decision and why I'm building the brand the way I am. I was talking to brother Hugh earlier and I gave him a little short preview and he said, Oh, that's actually a good one. So all my picks were pretty. It's going to further the storylines and build some new ones at the same time and mm-hmm. offer some clarification too. Because I think we need um, some clarity in some things that's going on in WWE. And this is perfect way to work yourself out of these confusing narratives, but create or create more of oh, which way do we want to go narratives. Broadcast in the building. Shout out to the broadcast. Do we got people coming in? We got people coming mm-hmm. in? All right, this is this is perfect. I came back just in time. Brother Hugh getting love in the chat. Hmm. Came all right, good just... brothers. I think, I think, I think, I think we got all the technical difficulties out of the way. Oh, are we ready? Are we ready to do party. this? I'm ready. Yeah, I was wondering like if you run that clip, run that uh thing one more time, will it, will I was, it mess you I was, up? No, no, it was, I was about to say it. Let's just run it right now. So for everybody that, that just came in, uh, we want to welcome you to the 2023 WWE Mock Draft presented by The Wrestling Room. You like sports? See, there we go. <laughs> now, we, now we can get into the mix. So, gentlemen, tonight we are going to do a mock draft. Let's jump right into it. We have each chosen 10 superstars to build Raw around 10 superstars to build SmackDown around. Do we have the graphic that, uh, where's the graphic with the rules at? Brother Hugh, could you upload the graphics with the rules? The brother Hugh is going to upload it. Tycoon in the building. No oh, comments. Yeah. No, it's funny because, like, I look at the realness and to see if his eyes blinking. <laughs> Bro, like we're breaking every rule right now. Like if the rule is no dead air. Yeah. See, I thought I was going to upload this early, but I, I didn't. So that's, that's okay. I'll jump right into it. So here are the draft guidelines, ladies and gentlemen. All superstars are eligible for the main roster, including NXT. 10 I superstars like for Raw. 10 superstars for SmackDown. All right. Mm-hmm. Factions and tag team count as one. Champions stay on both shows as of right now, right? So yeah. if if Bianca Belair is the Raw Women's Tag is the Raw Women's Champion, she does not have to count as one. If Gunta is the Intercontinental Champion and he is currently on SmackDown, he does not count as one, right? Right. So your champions stay in place, but the New Day mm-hmm. count as one faction. The Brawling Brutes count as one faction. The Bloodline, even though they're kind of exempt, count as one faction. Exactly. We got it. Oh, exempt. Okay. Well, well, because Roman's the champion, and they go. With no, Roman I was here. I, I I do what you meant, but I heard extinct ever. <laughs> I was like, wow. Okay. No. Because you you've been trying to kill the bloodline for the past two months. Have I? As it has it yeah, been that but, bad? But you know they strong as ever. You know Solo. He throwing so his you, thing. So you throwing at you. So you throwing at nothing. But let me let me say this about Solo. But you, do you ever notice how he's getting much of a rub? He, he's mm-hmm. he's in the ring with all the heavy hitters. And I'm like, yep. man, they, they, they got to do all this stuff because it's like, if you notice, they're trying to get him going. He's he's becoming more and more the, spot, the spotlight of the bloodline. Yeah, because his brother coming. Rikishi posted another one. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> These Samoans keep coming out of 
just they just come Listen, everywhere. Lance like told a, me straight up. They mm-hmm. told him play baseball because wrestling always gonna be there. And you see, that's been the pattern. You play a sport, yeah. you leave it, and then you go wrestle and you make money. Right. I mean, that's that's kind of what it is. But um, mm-hmm. man, shout out to Rikishi and the family. The Anawai Five Two Wrestling Dynasty is is something to behold because we definitely have another Uso. But gentlemen, mm-hmm. who wants who wants to go first? Let's see how we're gonna do this. Should we do rock paper scissors? Like how do we how do we do this? Rock paper scissors. You ready? Yeah, that's what we do, right? Okay, wait. So wait. So let's hold on. We got to do the rules first because it's three of us. You know, everybody don't play rock paper scissors the same way. <laughs> For people who are listening, you're just gonna have to listen really closely because we're doing rock paper scissors shoot. All right. Mm-hmm. So, so so is it rock paper scissors shoot, or is it rock paper scissors? No, that makes rock, no sense. Paper, scissors, scissors, shoot, shoot. Okay, all right. New Age Outlaw style. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Throw strong hand. Okay, ready? Hold on. Everybody, yep. everybody, hands up. Ready? Uh huh. Let's go. Rock, paper, rock, scissors, paper, shoot, shoot. That's I'm out. What is the <laughs> all right, okay. All right, Brandon, come on. Ready? Here we go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ah! <laughs> oh, you didn't know? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Which way do okay. I start with Raw or SmackDown? How, however you want to do it, ladies and gentlemen. Right, I'm going to go with Raw. Okay. I'm going to go with Raw. Here so we go. So my number one draft pick is none other than Sammy Zayn. Hmm. Now, I know you said champions stay the same, but I'm drafting him to Raw for a purpose. Now, when you draft him to Raw, that frees up the SmackDown titles to stay on SmackDown. So now he's on Raw with his tag team partner as the raw tag team champions only. Got it. Wow. See, right. he, he, he's you're cheating. You're trying to read. I'm not cheating because go this ahead. one's going to make you mad too. So my second okay, go draft ahead. pick, my second draft second pick, draft pick mm-hmm. is Imperium as a three-man faction to raw. Now, I okay. know you said champions stay in place, but guess what? They, that, that counts. That's okay. That, Breaking all the rules. No, no, I'm gonna tell you why, but it's gonna be when I get to my SmackDown draft. You follow the belts and ball. If Imperium is there, you have some opponents for Gunther. You have some opponents for Imperium within the tag team realm, and who's mm-hmm. to say they can't be the next up tag team to hold a strap? Number three, this one's gonna blow your mind, and I don't know if you're ready for this one. And Dwayne, you should appreciate this. Number three. Tegan Knox. Why do you think I'm drafting her as high on the list? I have no oh, idea. He fro- He's frozen. So one thing that no we know is when Dakota Kai and Eo Sky comes back, it seems like something's missing. If you go mm. back to the, the black and gold days of NXT, those were dance partners and they had stellar matches. Tegan Knox is that missing tool in the toolbox that missing cog she could probably bring out what some of those women are missing like a Meechin, a piper niven nikki cross eo dakota kai those dance partners right now you can elevate the women's division by bringing her in hot and bringing her in up high so that way because it seemed like every time they have a match it's like eh, something's missing and dakota kai and tegan knox have very good matches in nxt so you picked number her three huh i picked her as number three <laughs> no, I'm number messing four. with you. Number four. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with this team or not, but it's a team. Are you familiar with Pretty Deadly? 
Yeah, I watch NXT every week. Okay, so they are my number four pick. And being so, you got, I don't know why, I still feel like Raw wants to have that comedic side. And those are mm-hmm. some of the things I enjoy. So with Pretty Deadly, what you can have is them having a feud with the maximum male models. It gives them something to do to establish mm. them. And why wouldn't they fight over Maxi? Because they already have a gimmick similar, but they can wrestle. And that would help. Um, I can't even think of what that name. Monsoir and uh, what you call it. It would help put some evidence on a secondary tag team and not just going after the titles. It would be a good feud. But then you still have the Alpha Academy in the background. You got um, Imperium still there that could still have running back with them and pretty deadly from NXT. Number five. You ready for this one? Mm-hmm. The Masso Tampa. <laughs> Tampa. So okay. you might like think, Brent, are you re- are you rebuilding NXT? No, I'm rebuilding. I know that's what you do, but that's the point. It's your draft. But no, what I'm doing is building dance partners that we don't have to have. Because right now, if you notice, Kevin Owens is solo. That was like that fifth time wrestling. And it kind of has that Vince McMahon odor to it. So you got to give him some new dance partners because when Tommaso comes back from his injury. Did you say Vince McMahon odor? Yeah. Because we have wow. dust. So we have Vince McMahon odor because he had his stink all over that. That's wow. Oh, come on. Let's not act like everything Vince did was bad. I mean, excuse no, no, me. No, I'm not saying that was not, bad. I gave him his credit. I said he is the reason that I'm a wrestling fan. But in we the just had, years, we've been eating filet mignon after we was eating, you know, steak from, you know, we went from Texas Roadhouse. To, I knew he's gonna disrespect one. Of, I knew he's gonna disrespect. All right, my somebody. bad. I forgot. I you knew like he was them. gonna disrespect. We I, went from a Friday steak. Okay. To yeah, I have the the, the, the five hundred dollar steakhouse. No, no. Yeah. Let me so clarify now, my point of the Vince McMahon um, stench. The stink. <laughs> the odor. He I got, like odor. Say odor. That sounds better. <laughs> so it had a Vince McMahon odor to it because don't get me wrong, he is the reason we're here right now. Let's just call it. So funny. But yeah. in the latter years, when I went into my wrestling comas, it's because I think that he <laughs> lost touch with what wrestling was versus <laughs> entertainment and was just who's here, just cutting pace. And we started getting the same things over and it got stale. You know, he really lost his passion for it because I think he went more to the business side, which can't blame him. He's an awesome businessman. But Triple H has a fine. When did you go into your um, coma? Uh, multiple times. Well, we're going to get back to this draft. Because <laughs> so, I was just trying to figure out the year. I was going to say probably, you know, other things. But go ahead. I'm sorry. So I'm on number six. So I said Tommaso, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. The reason being, you have if you have Tommaso and Gunther on the same show, that leads you to another pay-per-view. But if you decide to go a different route and you want to reunite um, him and Johnny, that gives Johnny something to do. <laughs> but think about this. That gives Johnny something to do with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. It gives him something mm-hmm. to do with Imperium, Pretty Deadly, Alpha Academy. It gives a tag team another death. And I'm all no, for you know those tag teams getting the triple crown of tag teams. Um, next one, return from injury, AJ Styles. You still need that star power on Raw. And AJ Styles has proven that at any moment he can be thrust into that main person. Mm-hmm. Um, he has plenty of dance partners now. If you have the current roster that you have, like a Edge, a Riddle, Seth Rollins, even Cody, 
you still have untapped territory. You got to get the most out of AJ within what these next two years, or that's it. So why not go ahead and make him, you know, I don't want to say the face that run the place, AJ, but bring him back to that dominant role because you're going to need major superstars. Um, number seven, and I'm only doing this because Bianca stays on Raw, so the Street Profits stays. But the Street Profits only stay as a unit, but they must. They must. And this will be a topic for another show. One has to win money in a bank, and the other has to win King of the Ring. You keep adding stipulations to the draft. Right. <laughs> you said build it. You said build it, right? I did. I, I just I didn't think I did not think you were gonna go into Raw versus SmackDown full GM mode. Like you said it, and I <laughs> thought you were joking. I see now you weren't joking. So all right, I'm gonna be quick with my last ones for Raw. Mm-hmm. Eight Illinois Dragonoff. Oh, I like that. I knew thing. I will, I wanted to see. I heard what you said about Tegan Knox, but I was like, I, I knew you, I knew you, you, you're like Paul Heyman. You're all about young talent, you're all about building new stars. Oh, so I was waiting to up. hear. No, mm-hmm. I and, and I knew you would. That's why I, I knew if it was anybody, it was gonna be you. But go ahead. I'm sorry. All right. So number nine, well, you'll love this one. Nikita Lyons. She has a fan following, she has the fan base, she's gonna put eyes in the women's division that you need with the additional star power you try to pump into it. Has she done, has she outgrown NXT? Absolutely not. Could she add something different to Raw? Absolutely. Level up. <laughs> Listen to what I'm saying. She's going to add eyes <laughs> in the front. And the reason I'm NXT's, saying this, right? NXT's version of main event. So let me ask you this. Go ahead. How did you I, find I out about the alliance? Was it her wrestling or was it the memes? It was definitely the memes. Let's be real. Right, that's all I'm gonna say. Because, because, but see, that's why I was. I didn't think you would buy into that. You know what I mean? Like, I, was, I didn't. But I, guess what? I, I, I was a Piper Niven fan when she became Dewdrop. I was like, you just wasted her whole potential. So you got to okay. utilize because Chelsea Green, look what she is right now. She's just the let me speak to your manager character, and it's working. So that's what I'm saying. She can be in that role because the women's division is kind of like eh, it needs something else. It can't just be. Oh, it's a great match. Or, oh, Lord, that's not a good match. I feel like we only have one or the other side. We need something else. So the last one, my last draft pick for Raw. And it's – so I I, I I heard your rule, and I, 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 I watch how I do this. My okay, last here we go. draft pick is Pete Dunn. Come on. So not, not Butch. I heard he, – I knew what you did there. Pete yeah, Dunn. he got he got real specific when he said Pete Dunn. Yep. So Pete Dunn makes his um re-debut on Raw as Pete Dunn. And there you have it. That's my guy. That's my bro. raw my raw draft pick. Okay. So so is this is this all is this yours? There it is right there. Oh, uh, but now you just won oh. my SmackDown one. Oops, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize you were still on Raw. That's my fault. <laughs> well, you want me, I'll run through I'll run through my SmackDown real quick. So no, it'll go be ahead. Real- so SmackDown number one, Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. Number two, mm, yo, somebody just said that. I think it was Ed said they was the, pick, or maybe it was somebody on Twitter said they was taking Judgment. Oh yeah, Ed, I'm, literally. Yeah. <laughs> SmackDown number one, Judgment Day, and that way give them the tag titles and they can do Dominic it. Dominic is the world champion. No. Wow. Number two, <laughs> Bobby Lashley. The reason Bobby Lashley on SmackDown, think about it. He was a former MMA fighter. Fox, it screams, 
right there. Print mm-hmm. money. Yeah. All right. Number three, I had to go with her, Bailey. Okay. So, solo, no damage control, Bailey. Because you know, you can see the right no water about to break up. Number four takes me back <laughs> to my raw draft pick. Uh-huh. Now, remember, I said I drafted Imperium in the raw, Austin Theories on SmackDown. But guess what? I didn't say Austin Theory with the U.S. title. The U.S. title, the Intercontinental title, stay on the same shows. But now Austin Theory is the Intercontinental champion, and Gunther is the U.S. champion on Raw. Wait, so you said both? <laughs> the both, titles stay. Both titles stay on both. Sh- on wait, on the same show? Yes. So okay, when Gunther gets drafted to Raw, he becomes right. U.S. champion. Austin Why? Theory becomes Intercontinental because it's the same tier, like they did with the tag teams when they just switched. They did it with like the women. They did with the women's. Yeah, but they there was the it, the it was they were both women's championship, like United States and Continental, not the same title. They're the same tier. They they are. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. You're absolutely right. But they, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna lead into everything I'm saying. Okay, I'm I'm good. Keep going. This is getting good. Number five, Cameron Grimes. New Cameron Grimes or old Cameron Grimes? New Cameron Grimes. Looks like a million bucks, doesn't he? Yes. Number six, Shinsuke Nakamura. Number seven, mm-hmm. Ricochet. Number eight, future Hall of Famer, Randy Orton. I was like Chris Jericho. <laughs> Number nine, L.A. Knight. Mm-hmm. With all of those I listed above, you could do any combination of a match, and there's your marquee match outside of your world title or your, um, what you call it, and last but not least, because she's still listed on the active roster, Naomi makes a return. Until she's off that actor roster, I'm still holding out for her being in WWE. Bro, she said she was no longer with the company. She's still <laughs> on the actor roster. Those are my draft picks. Okay. <laughs> so I'm there you have it. On. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is Brother Brandon's Brandon the Guy Guys 2023 WWE draft picks, Raw and SmackDown. Yes, yeah, Sami Zayn for Raw, Imperium, Tegan Knox, pretty deadly. I missed that one. Tommaso Ciampa, that's a good pick. AJ Styles, Street Profits. How do you spell? How do you pronounce Dragonoff's first name? Ilyanov. What he said, Dragonoff. Number nine, <laughs> Nikita Lyons. Number ten, Pete Dunne. For SmackDown, he has the Judgment Day. Bobby Lashley, Bailey, Austin Theory, Cameron Grimes, Shinsuke Nakamura, Ricochet, Randy Orton, LA Knight, and Naomi. All right, that is an uh, that's a very Brandon roster. Now, now let me ask you a question. Uh, as the people are listening to this and as they're watching, how did you come down with this particular roster? Now, I know you gave kind of um, an overview of why you selected each person for each roster, you know, what they would do. You even, you know, started to hint at programs they will be participating in as they make their moves to the separate brands. But what was your rationale behind uh, your draft picks? Two things. One, will you need stars to cross over to give them a different appeal or can they maintain on their own show and the second one was Dwayne Allen always saying dance partners dance partners dance partners so I made sure that the draft barring the current champions like Roman stays on Smackdown Bianca Belair stays on Raw you know the only difference was the tag teams are now separate entities is there enough dance partners or enough combinations that Raw can last until WrestleMania next year to the next draft and can SmackDown last until the next draft of next year. You know what I mean? So I just want to make sure it was a, a nice combination because the ones I picked from NXT that you might not like, like 
um, Nikita Lyons next year this time. Is she going to be world champion? No. Could Chelsea Green be world champion next year? Possibly, because she's a, a veteran now. She's still a new face, but she's a veteran because of what she's done outside of the world. But she needs death. It needs a different death. It can't be everybody can't be a Bronson Reed, a Omos, a Bobby Lat. It's got to be mix it up a little so that way you attract more people to the product. And what would make it more interesting than you have a great match between, let's say, Imperium and Pretty Deadly, and then the next time you see a tag team is a comedy skit with Maximum Man Models and the Elf Academy. You don't have to always have, oh, my God, Giant Gable is the greatest. It could be, oh, dang, this guy's actually funny. I can actually – I want to see what he's going to do next week. Okay. Well, listen, those are all great picks. And like I said, man, I definitely appreciate that. I think your draft picks say a lot about um, your the way you watch wrestling and your approach to the business overall, which is really, really good. Brian, do you have any comments about our Brother Brandon's choices and why he chose what he chose? I mean, <laughs> I was giving him hell throughout the whole process. But uh, no, the, the thing I love about this, because that's Brandon. And hey, bingo. Know Brandon, <laughs> yeah. It is like, I, I'm not, you know, this is fun. And it's fun watching him put together this roster. I'm like, man, let's put this. If it was like a real back and forth draft, I would put it together on 2K just mm-hmm. to see how it would, it would uh, play out. Now, I, now, I, I should go for the, the year, though. <laughs> I didn't go for all A-list superstars or B-list. I said, who can make the best show? <laughs> I like you sound, how you, made you sound like a true booker, man. You sound like a true booker. Hey, listen, you sound like you've done this before, buddy. I'm waiting to hear y'all. I know who you forgot, show. though. Who did I forget? From Virginia. The York Daddy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was spot on. <laughs> Why didn't you? Why didn't you draft the York Daddy? <laughs> look, look, look how he has no comments. Look, he just has no comments. It's okay. It's okay. Maybe, maybe the next time for the York Daddy, he got cut from TNA too. So we're not even gonna. It's all right. Brother Hugh um, said it best. That is absolutely Brandon. Oh, and, and the real Dwayne Allen. Wait, where is that? Um, hold on. Where's that drop real quick? Hold on. I, I gotta find this one. Hold on. Anytime, <laughs> anytime he pulls up a classic clip of me, it's. Let's do oh, gets on Twitter. <laughs> Let's do gets on Twitter. And so, I'm sitting there. I'm on his show and I'm scrolling the timeline. And what do I see? Oh, brother Brian, they uh, first contacts in the business. And it's a picture <laughs> of Virgil. <laughs> Bro, so somebody somebody said on, on Twitter, say, What is your impressions of this man? What is your honest impressions of this guy? I said, listen. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, what, an honest impression that I have is this is one of Brian H's right hand man. Like this is one of the first contacts in the business you had. So, bro, <laughs> I mean, did, did you guys not have a conversation at East Point Mall? And did you guys not reunite at RCW while he was Yo. trying to fix his million dollar championship? <laughs> when, when, yeah, when, 2011, 2011, when, when he tried to recruit the real Dwayne Allen. That's what happened. He was trying to recruit. He thought. The real Dwayne Allen was his meal ticket back into the professional wrestling business, more so WWE. You you know and why that I, was? Because you was six feet seven. No, but he nobody, saw it. It's because nobody's coming to take pictures with him in a million dollar championship. But I don't think he made any money that night. I'm like, wait a minute. He was he was over there talking to us the entire night. How did he make any money? Yeah, because we stepped away. We literally yeah. said, like, yo, we're going to step away let him try to, you know, make a couple of dollars. He did sell one picture. I remember uh, he sold one picture. 
Well, he came back to Baltimore because he knew a guy named Brian H that he met at East Point Mall <laughs> years ago. You know, so. <laughs> so, moving, moving ahead in the 2023 mock WWE draft. Brian H, would you like to go, sir? Well, I mean, I thought I was last since I lost. <laughs> not, not see, see, well, see, it's I just like I've been last since I won, but no, it's, it's it was kind of like a coin toss. You you can either accept it or you can defer it. I, I'll accept it. Right, okay, so. hold on. He accepted everybody. <laughs> Brian Nate, you are on the clock. Raw, all right, SmackDown. <clears throat> well, Brandon did Raw first, right? Okay. Yes. So I'm gonna do SmackDown. I got a special place for SmackDown. It was the show that I could always watch. Um, so here we go. Let me write down this time code. At number one, <laughs> he's got to clip off his parts. No, no, I was literally just writing for the uh, descriptions later. Make it okay, easier cool. for the podcast listeners. They can go right to the, you know, they can just click it right there. To the, we're gonna to make the this the, to the meat and potatoes, daddy. Mm-hmm. So SmackDown, we getting right to business. We going number one. You know what I'm gonna do? So y'all, mm-hmm. y'all gave me heat for because I didn't pick the right black moment for WrestleMania, the greatest WrestleMania moment of all time. But guess what? I'm gonna pick the right black guy first with Bobby Lashley. He's gonna be number one. Insert immediately, immediately in a program. Not gonna win, but immediately in a program with the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. We haven't seen that matchup in a long time. Number two. Brandon picked him later, later than I thought, because I always thought Brandon liked this guy more than I do. I know he's one of the real ways Allen's favorite guys. That is the face that runs the place, AJ Styles. We bring him back to SmackDown. Where he put the back on SmackDown? To me, he is the greatest SmackDown superstar in the modern era. In the modern era. You know, Figgity, um, facts. Figgity yeah, facts. It, it, you look back at all he's done. WWE champion, Intercontinental champion, putting on banger after banger with Daniel Bryan. Um, number three, guess what? I'm gonna do it. We reuniting the hurt business, baby. We're gonna put them on SmackDown. So Cedric and Shelton, they my number three pick because I'm gonna keep the roster the way it is, just shuffle it around. And with sure. this, oh, wait, man. I, I want to shouldn't they be in the pick with Bobby? Because I gotta then they're not together yet. They you not definitely together waste, yet. You waste you wasted a whole pick, buddy. Yeah, I would have put them as one. <laughs> no, Bro, because you could you could have you could have had three for the price of one. I could have, but you know, I'm being fair because the storyline they're not together yet. Because I need to okay. put, they, I'm not bringing them back together just yet. I'm gonna build you it after they, after, after they lose the Roman. I mean, after Bobby lose the Roman, then you know he'll get in program. With, they, yeah, I got this. It's going somewhere. <laughs> you got it. You got yeah. it, brother. You got it. Number four. You know, I like tag team wrestling, and you know, now I might have wasted a pick. Now I think about this one. Because <laughs> now, now, number now four, uh-huh. I'm bringing the Good Brothers. I want them on oh. SmackDown. Oh wow! He wasted two picks. Because no, I just, <laughs> I, 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 no, two I, picks. You know what it is? Because like AJ been gone for so long that I forgot. Like wait, and it just dawned on me. Like wait, they are a group. But Bro, you know, because I my, my storylines later. <laughs> yeah, but my plan wasn't to keep them to, like in the same vicinity anyway. Okay, they Got allies, it. but not you know. Um, sure. number five, like the new day did a little bit, yeah, me and okay. you, because you know, I'm already he saying, I want... no, no, he's no, 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 because I can't, no, not at all, keep her away from the good brothers as far as on TV because I want her in the program with Shayna and Rhonda. There's like real life friendships there that I want to exploit and bring back some, regurgitate some of that stuff <laughs> from NXT. Uh, 
Fair. Number six, speaking of NXT, it is time for a call-up. Do you have one of them call-up gimmicks? If you don't, it's cool. It's no, we, I get, we, we got to get one. Yeah, and the call-up is none other than the former champion himself, Braun Breaker. Oh, I want him yeah! On, I want him on Fox. It's time. Look, he can't do nothing else there no more. We already know. He's not going to beat Melo Hayes. He's too good to be working with some of the other people. Is he the greatest yet? No, he's not going to be a world champion right now. But he's going to be working with some more superstars. So I'm bringing up Braun Breaker. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's that Fox Sports connection, right? So he's going to be doing the TV shows. He's going to be at the college uh, game days and all that stuff. Number seven. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm putting some fire in this women's tag team division. It is time for these ladies to get called up. That is Katana Chance and Caden Carter. I'm ready for them. And so I'm going to bring them up. Now... Fox called me and they said they want some monsters. They want mm-hmm. some big men. So you know what slap I did? Me. Nah, not they don't slap me. They just knock people out. But you know big what they men, also big do? midi men slapping me. <laughs> they wear nice suits. Mm-hmm. They wear really nice suits. And I believe that it was a while ago, right here on this very program, the Wrestling Realm Now podcast. It was brought to the attention. And once it was brought to the attention here, you started seeing it on TV. You guys might know who I'm talking about. That is the one and only in this year. I'm bringing them up because they're oh, just okay. too big. I want to see them work with the Viking Raiders. They're too big. Like, go, go, who can realistically beat them on NXT? Let's be That's real. a good one. You're actually right. That's a real I, that's a good I one. I like them. I, man, I, I, yeah. And that's a good one. Number nine. This is going to be now. See right here, I've separated them, but it it, it starts in the draft for a reason. So number nine <laughs> and ten is damage control because nine I'm bringing Bailey. 10? Yeah, because Bailey's coming over, but she's going to be working the main program, right? Okay, and she's going to like break away. And damage control is number ten because this is where my tag, my SmackDown. I'm putting the tag, the women's tag title emphasis on the SmackDown brand. Yeah, they'll travel, but I'm going to get those tag team matches right there. So now let's take us to the red brand. Let's go to Monday nights. And when you go Monday nights, it's only one person who can be number one. And that Mm -hmm. is the guy Monday night Rollins, Seth freaking Rollins. He's not number one pick for Monday night raw. As much as I was like, man, I don't want to take some off the smack. I was like, no, he just fits. He's like, he's like stone cold when they first did the draft in 2002. He just fits right. Number two, I'm keeping Cody Rhodes on raw. I, I want Cody there. Number three, I want Lesnar. Yeah, I know I know he does a lot of low management, but I'm not finished. With, I, 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 you know, I ain't really care for what happened at WrestleMania. And I know Lesnar got his uh, hands tied with Cody right now, but I ain't really care. So number four is going to be the big man, big Omos. So Omos coming in at number four. And number five, I'm bringing over Hit Row. Because I, I I want them working with the maximum male models and stuff. I want them in those programs. I want them doing the funny stuff. You know, they got a, they got a cool, you know, they got a little something to them. So I'm going to bring them over. Um, and just to give them a change of scenery also. Now, number six. Mm-hmm. I need Bianca to have different opponents. And so for that, I'm calling the boss herself. The final boss, Miko Satomura. 
it's time to bring Miko Sadamo. I'm bringing her to Monday Night Raw. And number okay. seven, I'm bringing Oscar because I want that matchup too. Miko Sadamo and Oscar. Woo! Number eight, it's USA. I need one of their best stars, The Miz. Number nine, I'm keeping the Judgment Day there. And number 10, I'm keeping the Street Profits there. Okay. So that is my draft, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So so, so that's everything, right? Yep. See, last time I jumped the gun. So here we go. There it is, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is the Jack. <laughs> brother, you. <laughs> that just is the Jack Daddy. Brady Schwartz, 2023 draft picks for Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> and got, so on Raw, we have Seth Rollins. We have Cody Rhodes. We have Brock Lesnar. We have Omos. We have Hit Row. Miko Satamara, Oscar, The Miz, The Judgment Day, The Street Profits. And on SmackDown, we have Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, Cedric and Shelton, uh, The Good Brothers, Me Yim, Braun Breaker, Katana Chance, and Katie Carter, Inda Sheer, Bailey, and Damage Control. Brother Brandon, what do you what do you what do you say about uh Brian H's draft picks wrong SmackDown? So I knew he was gonna do all the current stars, and in my mind, if you do a draft, I'm gonna leave him there. We know Seth Rollins staying on Raw. That's mm-hmm. why my draft was a little different. Cause I, I'm surprised he didn't just say Hulk Hogan on Raw or something crazy like that. Cause you know wow. I mean, he goes to the stars. So we're like, oh, I'm gonna draft number 10 Stone Cold because he uh, he had a match at WrestleMania. No, I'm just messing with you. But I kind of <laughs> had a feeling he was gonna do it in that notion. So I definitely I expected. I'm glad that we agree with Bobby. Now I did have him in my notes as having a program with Roman, but then I thought about mm-hmm. that UFC appeal too with the merger and everything. I'm like. Oh, Fox. You know, it was all right there. Like, Bobby needs to be on SmackDown. He mm. he just has to be there. If you keep Lesnar on Raw, you need Bobby on there. So, I, I, I like it. I, li- I like I like the Brian H. Water feel. I'll tell you what I like about it the most is that um, I, I like how you guys have different reasons and motivations as to why you chose your picks. I think it's good because it shows your personality. It shows how you guys think, you know, when it comes to same thing as, as I told Brandon, when it comes to this business. And um, so like Brandon had uh, his um, like his kind of idea and, uh, and I, of kind of booking this stuff is about, you know, new faces and fresh opportunities versus Brian H was like kind of incorporating a lot of the business aspects to it, which are very, very real. You know what I mean? We've mentioned the USA and Fox and also new talent. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. I liked it. Like I said, it says, it says a lot about you. I think I think these picks are very true to to you guys, which is the best part about this thing. So there you guys have. Let's, let's put it one more time, ladies and gentlemen, so for those who are watching to get a chance to see it. Uh, oh yeah, he put Bailey on SmackDown too. Yep. He did. He put Bailey on SmackDown. Yep. All right. So I guess it's my turn. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, here we go. I am officially on the clock. Hit the little draft stuff. I always see David Stern and NFL do that stuff. But here we go. Uh, I don't think I had mine in any particular order, right? But mm-hmm. I think it might be. So here we go. You ready? Mm-hmm. I'll start with Raw. Number one. <laughs> My number one draft pick, obviously. The American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Number two, Bailey. I'm just going to breeze right through mine. Number three, Now, number three, 
Um, Becky Lynch, the man. Uh, number four, Brock Lesnar. Number five, Legado del Fantasma, Santan Santos Escobar and crew. See, see that? See, I just got four, four superstars on one roster through one, yeah. one faction. Are they, so they officially LWO now, right? I don't know if it's this. Like, I don't know. Like a, I think it's just a gimmick I, thing. Like you I know, they, when they handed, they said it was something like, "This is hard to say." Boom, LWO now. Yeah, I think it's just kind of it's called, it's, called, it's almost like a fraternity. You know what I mean? That's what I was, that, see, and that was another thing I was yeah. confused about. My bad, but go ahead. But no, 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 no. It's fine. Yeah. Um. What number? Let me see. It was just, Wait a minute. When you three, say four, four five, are you including six. Ray in that? No, 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 Ricochet. Number, Ooh, yep. I like number that. nine, the new day. And last but certainly not least, number 10, Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, let, let me give you my reasoning for this roster. Hold on, my my kid is disgruntled. Uh you want Shinsuke on Raw so he can wear red. Well, he's 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 gonna wear red regardless. But I know if you book it, yeah, I'll dare you wear that blue. Don't, that don't wear don't wear orange and black. Like, come on, man, cut it out. That's my here's, colors, but I don't even want to see it. Here's, here's here's the whole point. What I'm saying is, uh, Cody Rhodes is obvious, right? I think mm -hmm. Cody Rhodes has done a good job of being kind of that uh, white meat baby face, as they say in the business. Kind and of as that, hard uh, as it is to do, facts. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's he's just there, and now he has uh, that sympathy factor, you know, that goes along with what he, you know, with his recent loss to Brock Lesnar. I think you can do a number of different matches. I'm thinking about what's going to carry the show, not necessarily a particular program, but a particular moment. So, like, if you look at who's already on the roster right now, and, of course, there'll be second and third rounds, you know, to fill in the pieces. But as far as priority, priorities are concerned, as the top, you know, face on my program, I'm going with um, – um, definitely going to go with Cody Rhodes. Mm -hmm. So Bailey is obvious. I need, I need, a, I need a strong, I need strong women on the brand, right? Best, best in the world, one of the best in the world. You know what I mean? So, like, um, so uh, it, it's it's. Bailey, Bailey is, is one of those people that I like I said, damage control is just about finished. But I like her. Bailey can work with anybody, right? And I feel like as long as you have your strong pillars as far as women's wrestling is, is concerned, you can go in a number of different areas. Like you're like Bailey can work with anybody and it can be considered important because that's the level I think she's on. Becky Lynch is the same way. Mm -hmm. So you have so so my pillars as far as women are concerned is uh Bailey, Becky Lynch, and as of right now, Bianca Belair, because she's the women's champion. I feel like there's a lot you can do with that, along with you know all the other women's wrestlers that will fill out eventually. Um, Brock Lesnar is obvious, uh, someone that doesn't have to be there on the show, but because Raw is a three-hour show, and it's when it comes to like USA and business, there's there's these moments where they need that jolt of extra star power. 
You know what I mean? So Brock Lesnar kind of fits that bill. Legado del Fantasma. I want to see Santos Escobar get going a little bit more. And I feel like the United States champion and Austin Theory needs dance partners. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, and like, I know, like, like it's obvious that that style of wrestling or that kind of approach is usually like suited for SmackDown. But I mm-hmm. think it's kind of like, but there's, but there's a reason why um, that I'm, I'm leaving SmackDown alone in regards to, you know, that. So I think having him over there and also him having a faction, it gives him kind of room to do a number of different things, right? So he can, he, he got he, three he, hours to fill. And that's what I'm saying. So he, he can do stuff as a faction or he can do stuff on his own. You know what I mean? It gives you a lot of options. I went with uh, Drew McIntyre because he just, I, he, he's kind of taking the place of um of Bobby Lashley. You know, mm-hmm. you know, one point time when Roman wasn't there, either Bobby Lashley was closing the show or was Seth Rollins, or in some cases it was Austin Theory. And I like that format that Raw kind of has in place where it's like with Roman being kind of part-time-ish, he'll send the bloodline, he'll send Paul Heyman, but the champion wasn't on the show, but it gave other top guys to be the focal point of the show, which didn't make them feel like they had to take a back seat because the show starts with Seth Rollins, it closes with Bobby Lashley, it starts with Bobby Lashley, it closes with Seth Rollins or Austin Theory. And I feel like Drew McIntyre needs that space, he needs new new opponents, he needs fresh opportunities um, going forward. Uh, Ricochet, same thing. Uh, Austin Theory needs dance partners. and he I feel like Ricochet, well, he reminds me of Evan Bourne. Evan Bourne was kind of that guy early on where he was kind of mm-hmm. one. And, and even, even Rey Mysterio at one point. These guys were put at the forefront they they were the designated pieces for this, you know what I mean, and um, so yeah, and um, the new day obviously come on now that's just star power, just like you, it's versatility. You can go any direction you want to go. Yeah, you can have a tag team. Uh, if Big E returns, Big E can challenge. You know, uh, at the top of the card, he can also have he can also fill that space. Um, I mean, we haven't seen Big E versus Seth Rollins. You know what I mean? We haven't seen. We have. we have. I mean, not not in recent day, like you know, in in, in, in wrestling in wrestling <laughs> lore, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and Shinsuke Nakamura, same thing. Just a, a, another veteran that is a fan favorite. Three hour show. You need to fill your space. You need to have matches, and you need to have matchups. So, giving him an opportunity to kind of go out there and 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 do what he does best without having the pressure of saying, okay, well, you only have a little bit of time. Like Shinsuke is not going to come out there and be in a funny segment or a deep storyline. Shinsuke is going to come out there and kick somebody's teeth in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the roster that you have, and of course, as it fills out, he's the perfect fit for that, that he's a fan favorite. He reminds me of Junkyard Dog. You know what I mean? That doesn't have to be world champion. Doesn't He's just, when he comes out and his music hits, you know what he's there to do. And he's just as big as your top guy as anybody else was. Like when I when I first heard that Junkyard Dog at one point was just as big as Hogan. But, you know, Junkyard Dog usually isn't spoken about at least from later generations in the same in the same conversation as Hogan. But if you were there, they said, oh no, at one point he was just as big. But that's how the business should be, though. So your focus doesn't only have to be on a champion because now all the focus goes on the belt. Well, you're only good if you have the title. Now you have all these top guys disgruntled because they're saying, Well, I want to be a top guy, but I gotta have a strap around my waist. But yet if you keep building these guys without the title, they can be big because of who they are, not because they're the champion. So yeah. SmackDown Live. Here we go. My all number right. one pick. My number one pick for SmackDown Live as we wrap this up. Johnny Gargano. I feel like Johnny Gargano is someone that needs a fresh 
like a fresh, a fresh he, he reminds me of AJ Styles in, in, in that 2016 era. You know what I mean? Like if right time, right space, opportunity. SmackDown to me should have been the home of all the new faces before uh, everybody left for AEW before Triple H took over. I wanted everybody, all the old dogs from SmackDown to move on a Raw, fill that three-hour show. So guys like Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole and those NXT guys that were kind of like not trying to come to the main Raw, so they should have filled those spots. So I think Johnny Gargano was a perfect fit for SmackDown. Come out there and do what he does best. And you can also, I want to see him challenge for the Intercontinental Championship um, long-term. Like Brian, they said before, my next pick, you need monsters, man. Braun Strowman, he's in the perfect spot that he's in right now. He'd be doing the same thing he's doing now. Come mm-hmm. out there, do your little choo-choo train thing, destroy people, run people over, have your moments, keep it moving. You need that for television. You need that for Fox. My third pick, Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, t- I think Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano in the same boat. They need that room to be important. And they need that space. You're talking about guys that can go out there and wrestle with anybody. And I want to see Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa on the main roster. I think that's a few <laughs> that can, I think that's a few that can carry SmackDown long term. You know what I mean? They they can do so much if they're let loose. And I feel like with a lot of those older veterans out of the way, uh, SmackDown has always been traditionally the show that kind of helps showcase talents that have gone underutilized. SmackDown has always been one of those shows, and I think we have seen the success of so many superstars in, in, in that same regard, and I think Tommaso Ciampa is one of those guys that I feel like needs that space to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, number four, Asuka. Uh, with Rhea Ripley as a SmackDown Women's Champion, a relatively young superstar in the making, Grand Slam Champion in women's wrestling, the matchups that her and Asuka can have, along with the other women on the roster, could just be phenomenal you know you still have the women's tag team champions that go between both shows so i think oscar can do anything she's the she's the she's the best at what she does in regards to who she works with she makes everybody in the ring look like like they're a big deal Mm -hmm. um so after that the oc my guys the good brothers the og good brothers aj styles aj styles is just a pillar of smackdown i think he can lead Guys like Johnny Gargano and the Tommaso Ciampa's, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, like he 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 kind of was the blueprint for what you can do when you're given an opportunity. And I think him having him and and also well what they can do as as a unit, um, what the Good Brothers can do as a tag team, what AJ can do on his own, where they don't have to necessarily be intertwined with each other. But you know, I was that's gives, a good locker room pick right there. Yeah, of course they you know that they're, they're locker room leaders, they're fun guys. Um, but yeah, my next tag team, my next pick is a tag team. Obviously, the Viking Raiders. I love them on SmackDown, but they need uh, they need dance partners. I want to see them work with people that matter. I want to see them go head to head with the OG Good Brothers <laughs> and a did. few others. You know what I mean? R- Raw's a showcase show to me. Like it's it's you know what I mean. That's that's why Chad Gable and Otis do such a great job is because they go out there and, and they put on a showcase every week and they can fill that spot no matter whatever whatever time they're given, whatever scenario. The Viking Raiders are intriguing to me i think they have a lot of momentum but they need to be they need to be put in a position where they can really really thrive and i, and I think they need fresh matchups that matter to people so that's why i chose the viking raiders in that space in that space my next pick for smackdown live is the hurt business i'm taking mm. i'm taking all five guys i'm taking bobby lashley i'm taking shelton benjamin and cedric alexander I'm taking MVP and I'm taking Omos. That's that like the complete hurt business because they they're the ones that can 
at some point can run SmackDown. The same the same space that Bobby was in on Raw, he can carry that same space to SmackDown. I mean, I, I, people people love to hurt business so much. Like imagine getting out on SmackDown every week and it's a two hour show. That like even if your champion's not there, I mean we get we get plenty of matchups with him and Gunta and Imperium. You know what I mean? So like you you can have the OC versus the Imperium. You can have the Hurt Business versus the OC. You can have the Hurt Business versus um the the Viking Raiders. You you can do you can do so much. Um. So yeah, I got the hurt business. Uh, Omas can do so. He, you know, imagine Omas and Braun Strowman getting into it. You know, this you can go a number of different ways. Look at the facts. Um, my ninth pick: Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. That's right. I'm not. They, 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 they're probably my favorite women's tag team right now. Mm-hmm. They are. They can do anything. Like I know people are kind of. I don't know why people feel the way they feel about them both, but. They're amazing. Like they they play their jobs well. They're vets. They're bullies. They can do so much. Tag titles are waiting to get to their waist. It's only a matter of time. Like like mm-hmm. it's, it's there's no way in the world you don't do that. And my last pick is the uh, the brawling brutes. That's right. I'm taking all three. I'm taking Sheamus. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Rich Holland. I'm taking uh, Pete Dunn. You know what I mean? Pete Dunn doesn't have to be Butch. You know you have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then you also have the brawling brutes versus the hurt business. You have the brawling brutes. Versus the Viking Raiders, you have um, the Brawling Brutes versus DLC. You know what I mean? So, so do you have a few factions that you can do? And uh, one that I missed before Ronda Rousey and Shannon Bersley was the Miz. The Miz is another guy that was kind of the heart and soul of SmackDown. Like guys like the Miz and AJ Styles, kind of once again, they represent what you can do when you're given that time, space, and opportunity, and not on the time crunch. Right. You know what I mean? So. So yeah, those are my picks, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, for Raw and SmackDown. I like them. I really like that Legato del Fantasma pick. Mm-hmm. For all the reasons you name. Um, I'm a huge fan of those. Santos Escobar, man. I think Monday Night Raw would sue him. Um, yeah. He meets the airport test. He yeah, looks like absolutely. a star. Yeah. No, and I've been feeling this way about him since he was on um in the cruiserweight division. And it's not too many cruiserweights, you know, unfortunately, it's just not the way it used to be. You know, no like to me, nobody's ever will do cruiserweights right the way WCW did. I should say I didn't say right, I'm gonna say the way WCW did, you know. So he meets the airport test. Um Seth Rollins and Cody Rose on the same show is always fun because you can always just if you need a good match on Raw, because you got a lot of eyeballs on the product, you can just go to it. If you're in a town in a house show and somebody mm-hmm. get hurt or whatever, one of their opponents, you can just go to it. You know, it just it just works. Um I'm I I I, I like where you're going with Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. I would mm-hmm. love to see them feud on the main roster too. And I think even if you decide to go into some of the cinematic stuff, um, it would be fun for Fox. You know, I could see them having a lot of fun with that. I know they kind of gotten away with it, but yeah, I think that could be fun. No, man, I, th- I think, that, like I said, uh, I, I, it's not that I didn't, I guess my rationale was I didn't feel a need to redo the whole roster, like do a complete switch up, do a, mm. do a complete a, a complete roster gut, but just to kind of, you know, add some pieces in, take some pieces out, right? So like like, yeah. like The Miz, The Miz has never historically done well on Raw. Let's, let's keep it 100. Like he comes in, he gets lost in the sauce, and then he ends up like hosting something and 
you know what I mean? But, but on SmackDown, that's where his bread and butter has been. The matchups are there, the opportunities there. You know what I mean? He, there's so much more he he has done with with SmackDown. Same thing with um, like 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 Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre has nothing else left to do on SmackDown. You know what I mean? It's easy to get lost in the sauce on Raw. But at the same time, though, the way Triple H is booking the show is different from the way he was on Raw last time with, with Vince McMahon booking the show. So I took that into account. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, like, 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 what if Shinsuke decides to turn heel? You know what I mean? What if we get a Shinsuke versus Drew McIntyre matchup? And you know what I mean? Like that. That's 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 like a a, a matchup of epic proportion. Um, I'm obsessed yeah. with Johnny Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa on SmackDown. I'm obsessed with the OC on SmackDown, and I'm obsessed with the Viking Raiders. Like I just certain things are just not letting go. And <laughs> the brawling, the brawling brutes is, is another interesting matchup. But I like the hurt business on SmackDown as well. I think that could shake things up. And uh, so yeah, that's that was my rationale behind uh, all my picks for the 2023 WWE mock draft. This was fun. Gentlemen, what do you think? What do you think? So here's my thing. So it's. You took the exact opposite approach. You want to change the people to give them a fresh start. I want to take the people to them to have a start. So, like, when you say, like, putting Drew on Raw, no, I want to mm. bring Drew as part of this to SmackDown to keep mm. them there. You get what I'm saying? Like, I want to bring people to, like, for instance, I want Bobby Lashley on SmackDown for the reason that he could mix it up with Roman, of course, like me and Brian both said. But now you have him and Lashley if you need a good feud or a good match, he's there. You mm. know what I mean? Like I want to put him in that. I want Randy Orton on SmackDown to be a dance partner for a LA night because we know what Randy Orton can do to anybody's career. You know what I mean? Like you, but it seemed like your thought pattern was, all right, fresh them up, put them where they were at best. Like I think Brian said it with AJ, AJ belongs on SmackDown, which I agree with, but I want him on raw because I want him to do some things with some people I'm bringing to raw. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So I was yeah, like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. He took the opposite approach. I, I took it as though this is the roster that's there. How do you freshen it up? You said no, freshen up to start. I went to the roster. You went to where's the superstar best? Like yeah. now that you say it, the Miz was better on SmackDown. I can't even. Deny I mean, that. I mean, think about it. Like, like every time he goes back to Raw, he's he's always on that microphone, and I respect yeah. that. But it's like he did the thing with Dexter Loomis. Like, but when you look back at at his career, you're gonna say. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like imagine, imagine how, how what to what level Gunter can go to with the Miz, because and Miz that's why I put him on Raw. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like Miz can go. No, nah, I'm sticking my claim to that IC title. I'm, I'm, I've made this this title relevant again. And then, like I said, you know, it, it as Miz is, is you know, he's kind. Of, I don't say he's a joke, but he's, he's a bit of a jester sometimes. Like, you know, he's the host of WrestleMania. It makes sense, but like he just, it seems to me he's tougher on SmackDown. He gets his mojo. I can see the Miz taking Gunter to the limit, you know what I mean, and you know also dealing with like Imperium and stuff like that. And I think ultimately it helps; it takes Gunter to the next level. But it's like with him on that show, I think he can carry that show as well, right? You you, you can start in the show with Gunter. You can start in the show with Bobby <coughs> Lashley. You can start in the show with the Miz. You can start in the show with AJ Styles. Like depending on on whatever feud, that's kind of it right now. I just I chose versatility, and I chose like I said just people that I think probably would benefit from, you know, opportunities. If, if Adam Cole was available, he, he would definitely be on SmackDown. Like I, I would fill right. that SmackDown roster to make it look like NXT black and gold as much as possible. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like, like for instance, Kevin Owens doesn't do well on SmackDown. 
Like mm. he's just a he's a showcase guy. He just I don't I just like he's been on there and he's had his matches. He's had he's been United States champion. I'm like it just it doesn't seem like it That's fits it. who he is. You know what I mean? So it's better on SmackDown because Sammy gets his mojo on SmackDown. But I put him on Raw because I want him the show, showcase guy. Yeah, I want him to be on. But the thing is, like, I had to really think about it. He was always on when he was on SmackDown. He was always on TV, even pre Bloodline stuff. He was there. Remember the whole conspiracy there? I'm the yeah. That's when he started. Like, yeah. and yeah. he was Shinsuke's mouthpiece for a while too. Remember, he didn't want yep, to present. He him came back. Yep, he, he gave him a new title. <laughs> yep. And then he eventually won it. Like, look, man, I know you're upset. This is just what it is. I'm like, come on, Sammy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, nah, it, it makes sense though. But um, but, but you didn't have brothers. Randy. I'm surprised you didn't have Randy Orton. I I didn't. It's because I felt like he didn't need to be a priority guy. You know what I mean? Like like he he's a guy at this point. He's gonna fill up my roster because it's like if if I get Randy, I wanted to go younger. Like I still wanted to, you know what I mean? Like like. Like Randy's always gonna always bring up the rear at this point, is because he's a legend. So it's like yep. no matter no matter where Randy is, he's gonna carve his spot out. I, I I don't need him to shake things up. He's wherever he goes, he's gonna shake it up regardless. You know what I mean? Um. So so yeah, I, I'll tell you. There's one honorable mention that I wanted to bring to SmackDown's women's. Uh, and I thought you were gonna choose her, but you didn't. Uh, Zoe Starks. Mm. She was, I had her on my she, first list, and I she was an honor. She was an honorable mention for me, man. I, I really wanted to bring her to SmackDown because I'm like, with her athletic ability, she needs to work with Oscar. She needs to work with Rhea. Like, like that's that's the youth movement. Like, Rhea is a fresh, like world champion. You know what I mean? So now she doesn't have to just keep feuding with all the established girls. Like, she can start elevating some of these other new talent. Like, we we had the women's rumble. We saw. They 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 painstakingly introduced us to so many new faces, and I know for a lot of casual wrestling fans that can be difficult because it's like, well, I don't know her, but you know, it's like you have to do it. We saw it years ago in the in the women's battle royal when we saw Bianca for the first time doing her um her 450 splash or whatever it was, and you know, we yeah, didn't know who they true. were. You know what I mean? And it was like, oh, uh-huh. who were they? And we said the same thing. Oh, well, who are these girls? And then yet yeah, they, they're the ones running the show now. You know, years before that, the generation before that, it was it was the four horsewomen and what they were doing in NXT. A lot of us went, was were not familiar with who they were and what they did, but time and time and time and time, and after a while, they became household names. So it's like, yeah, we Triple H introduced us to all these new faces. So it's like, oh, well, shoot, now Rhea's a champion. She can elevate people now. Like they spent all this time elevating Rhea. You know, she was the pet project. Okay, now you're the next one. Her and Bianca. Think about it. Think about their match. If you look at their match, they had an NXT compared to where they are now. Like light years of a difference. You know what I mean? And yet mm-hmm. now they're 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 both in the driver's seat. And now they've got their young champions going into the future. Charlotte can take time off. Bailey can figure out what she wants to do. You know, Sasha um, can go somewhere else. Yeah. It was another pick um that um putting Rhea and Oscar on the same mm-hmm. show. Yep. I like that. Because um, one of the things I was thinking about when you was talking about it, we got that match at WrestleMania, but mm-hmm. nobody remembers that. Because let's be real, the only match we remember from WrestleMania 37, is, the only women's match is Sasha and Bianca. But, you know, that was like uh, Rhea Ripley, you know, and plus it was made so fast. But now we could get a true program with them, too. And Rhea... She she got some dirt on her face. Let's be real, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and this is no by any means disrespect. I just can't think of another analogy, you know. Right. But it's, it's time for her. You know, like you said, 
elevating people. She got you got her feet dirty. Most important member of the Judgment Day, um, in yeah. my opinion. So they built it. They built it around yeah. her and Dominic, like new faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, and that's why I want Bailey as Rhea's dance partner because I think we've been deprived of that match. And I think them two, if you put Rhea and Bailey with time for it to breathe, and Bailey as the solo SmackDowns Bailey, nope. Rhea Rhea's going to go to the next level when she takes on Bailey, just like they, everybody that's on Bailey. There's no, Rhea's, there's no, there's no in the world they can do that. Like, who's going to want to go after them? But what I'm no, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, once you do that, now Rhea now becomes the final boss. You get what I'm saying? Like that's gonna oh make yeah. yeah, that's going to make her it, like oh shoot, she did. Like, but he, she's going to end up like Becky Lynch. You got to start the show and end with her. Yeah, that's what yeah. I want, Rhea. Because yeah. Rhea's, I mean, she's getting to that point. You get what I'm saying? Rhea Absolutely. I mean, that she, at, at she definitely has it. Yeah, because yeah. it showed, wasn't. She can like you. You you remember what she looked like before, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. in pandemic match, you were like, okay, yeah, she's getting her feet wet. But now I was like, oh yeah, she's, oh, she's in control. Ago, she was in a tag match, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you look at what she's doing now. Um, like I understand, you know, why her Charlotte won the main event, but it's like, okay, let's go out there and work, let's show, you know what I mean? And only the Usos and uh, Kevin's uh, Owens and Sami Zayn could have followed them, nobody else could have followed them. Nobody could follow, no, them. no, 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 not at all. You would have put any other match on that, you would have like, why wasn't that? You would have been talking about why wasn't that the main event? Does that because yeah, that's that's how I was talking about uh, Charlotte and Oscar. When they when mm-hmm. they had their match at WrestleMania, I was like, bro, this could have closed the show. Yes. And that was the third match of the night. Right. Yep. <laughs> at, at the end of the night, I'm like, bro, why didn't this this that should have been a main event? You know, speaking of that main event, mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that up. Before we get out of here, y'all see the report that said Shane McMahon wanted to go at Brock Lesnar and Rodo yes. said he stopped him. <laughs> why? Yes. I respect when he threw him. the title. Remember when he I threw respect the title him. He threw the, oh. he threw the, threw the title oh, with his okay, dad. Okay, okay. Oh, you talk, talking about that incident? I thought you saw yeah. like, like like the one he yeah. tore his quad. Oh, where's he gonna go? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Cool the... And I'm like, yeah, yeah I course. thought that was funny to hear. I said Shane, but you know what? I think Shane would have probably stood up to him and been in the hospital late on. He's a McMahon. And he and he, he would have took it like a boss. Yeah, yeah like at least like he's like go out like no punk. Yeah, he would have definitely stood up to him. Yeah, like no, Jericho did. Yeah, and Jerk yeah. when he hit when he hurt Randy Orton, he's like, "Bro, what are you doing?" You know. So I mean, yeah, I think he would have though. That would have been oof. That would have been the headlines. You talking about all out yeah. brawl out? It would have been that would have been the talk of the town. All because Brock was mad because he couldn't drop the title. <laughs> yeah. And they changed, and they changed <laughs> the finish on him at the last minute. But, yeah, during the match. I'm not. Oh, I'm not mad at him. I didn't. No, it was during. I thought it was before he went out there. It was during the match, from what I've heard, and I remember sitting there because I was sitting next to Dwayne. I never see him get mad at a match. He's like, "Yo, Bro, come was, on, yo!" He's like, I'm, pissed, "And he's like, yeah, because all they go do is keep having him go to Suplex City, and then Roman go come out with a spear and win the match. This don't make no sense." <laughs> and now that, look at Roman Reigns. I mean, the crazy part is time. I know I, that's the crazy part, and I'm, I'm saying the part that blows me a lot. Like it's it's crazy how we, for years, Brock Lesnar has been depicted as someone that's just like I'm here for a paycheck, but he has been Thanks. quite invested in what he has wanted to do and who he's wanted to work with and how he want. Like I just found out today that during the interview they said he didn't want he he didn't want to break the streak with the Undertaker. Like he had, he fought it. It was like yo, 
they said, uh, I don't, I don't know who they said it was. Somebody had to like talk him into, like, listen, this is the right thing to do. And he wow. was said he was against it. I was like, yeah, he wanted somebody else wow. to do it. He said he didn't need to. He, I think he, he was like, he, yeah, somebody else should. He said, I'm not the person to do that. Because they originally wanted Randy to do it. And Randy was like, uh, no, I'm not doing that. Or was it Randy or Edge? One of the two, they wanted to break the street. And he was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Ed, they wanted Edge to do it at 24 because they both went into that WrestleMania undefeated. And that yeah. was the story along with the title. And Edge was like, no, nah, I don't want that. He was like, yeah. I'm not. Which I would still been- stand by. I understand why it was Lesnar, um, but if you could have, in a perfect world, and this is just me, not just because, like, I was there, I thought it should have been Roman at 33, considering the way everybody felt that night. If they could have put on the match, if Undertaker didn't chase trying to have that last good match, which I'm kind of glad he did because we got the Boneyard match with AJ Styles. So selfishly, I'm glad. Sorry he had to go through Goldberg beforehand and, you know... Kobe almost Kane. killed him. Yeah, and Kane and Shawn Michaels and stuff. But, you know, when you look at it, if he would have lost to Roman that mm-hmm. night, oh, my goodness, that would have been crazy because it would have been the first loss. Roman was there, you know, crying. You, everybody knew Roman was going to be the guy. Regardless of how we felt, I always say the kids loved him. We didn't, but the kids loved him. So regardless of what they – it, 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 that was their guy, you know? But it would have been that would have been a moment. Yes, I think that was the that would have been the right call because that would have been what we would have talked about. That could have sparked the whole tribal chief. Because wasn't it the next night on Raw he couldn't even cut his promo? Because they kept Yeah. Yeah, I'm, it was I'm, like he didn't even say nothing. I'm gonna be honest with you though. I stand by I stand by uh Brock Lesnar beating Brock, Undertaker. I feel you. Yeah. It because it 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 sent Brock Lesnar to the stratosphere. We were like, well, if he beats Undertaker, that means he's never losing. And it, and there was a point in time where it was like, yo, Brock Lesnar's dang near unstoppable. If he, if he was the one chosen to break the streak, anybody that had a chance of beating Brock Lesnar, you were a made man. And then Brock Lesnar started selling to all the big dogs. And I was like, he like I said, he 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 restored the legend of Goldberg. Like Goldberg, yep. if you you know you look at his his last runs, they were very his last runs in WCW was weak. He came back to WWE. They cooled him off again. You know what I mean? Then he left on such a sour note, but it's like, and, and it was the perfect timing when you look at it, it's because the network was high. I told you it, at the time, yeah. but my child was, he was, he was, I don't know, six or seven. His favorite wrestler was Goldberg. I'm like, how? It's because he, <laughs> he, he came back to WWE and then he started mm-hmm. watching stuff on the network. And I was like, so now he saw, it was, he saw the same Goldberg. He saw the Goldberg from WCW, but then he saw that same version of Goldberg on you Not know the on his 2003 track. version exactly like he you know and i was like and i give you at to this day he'll tell you undertaker and go back and i'm like how that's my generation <laughs> but that's that's what he got a chance to see though and i was like man that all happened because of brock lesnar so it's like oh this happened he was spearing people to beat him in 10 seconds well shoot he speared and beat the guy who beat the undertaker in 10 seconds this guy must be legit and i was like well you know i mean he sacrificed kevin owens bray Wyatt in the midst of it but you know but, they, they made their money look- with Oberg. Look, look at the run, right? He beats mm-hmm. Undertaker. He goes on this credible run where he don't lose again, like, convincingly, right? Until mm-hmm. he loses to the Undertaker at SummerSlam. Like, even taking the titles off of him, he didn't get pinned. That was a cash-in. And then during the rematch, it was uh, some shenanigans. So, boom, Seth Rollins didn't pin him. You know, Seth Rollins didn't pin him until WrestleMania 35. 
So the next time, like, and then Lesnar gets suspended. So next time he really like loses is to the Undertaker. So it was like, what was that like an eighteen month buildup where he just yeah. won that Donald's? But and I remember you saying this before. This is before we was like doing weekly stuff. Mm-hmm. It was John Cena that solidified him. Because if John Cena don't yeah. go to Suplex City, it doesn't solidify that Undertaker win. Yeah, because he because because you know he was Captain America. Like John Cena mm-hmm. got manhandled and every and I remember remember it was a fight and remember when they first got in a fight and he busted his lip. And Johnson yeah. looked at him like, like, oh, so you can hit me for real, huh? And it was like a big <laughs> brawl out. And then even, even same thing, the the bra- the backstage brawl that Brock Lesnar and Undertaker had, and and like you had like Archie, like Mark, chill out. And I was like, oh man, that's what. And it's one of the few times Vince allowed those moments to kind of happen, probably because it was Undertaker, he had something to do with it. But like mm-hmm. it, they were really fighting all the way into backstage, and the fact that you needed the whole roster to come out there to separate these two, I was like, man, this is good television. <laughs> It's because yeah. once again, you you made one guy. So then, like when Undertaker retires and he walks away, now Brock Lesnar was the new the new sheriff in town. It's like he was one like I put I put down the guy that ran this place. Now it's my show, and it was mm-hmm. when Brock Lesnar came back. It was like oh no, somebody's going to Suplex City, and the match is going to last five minutes, and you better hope you survive. Mm-hmm. And, and but then, like I said, Brock Lesnar for some reason got to get around these young guys, and all of a sudden he's losing left and right. I don't remember the last time he won a convincingly since you know of course obviously this past wrestlemania but i was like man why is brock losing so much this dude was really invested in and in kind of making he guys like with bobby like yeah the, the match the he made bobby lashley important like you know what i mean he uh his feud with roman is just off the charts and then like now cody like dude he knows what he's doing like he's he's way more invested than people give him credit for the same mm-hmm. way he's sitting back watching Austin Theory matches, giving him pointers. And I was like, this is the guy you tried to convince me that he didn't care about anything <laughs> but the money. Exactly. Logan Paul. Logan Paul. Yeah, he's sitting there watching Logan Paul's stuff, telling him, man, you did a great job on your stuff, man. Like, he's watching them and giving them tips, and he's telling him, no, you got it, man. I think you you figured it out. Like, you understand this business more than anybody. And I was like, this is the guy you said is only worried about a paycheck? It doesn't seem like it to me. And now he's he's talking about he wants to work with Gunta. They're, mm-hmm. going, they're going to kill each other. Y'all make match. sure y'all sign up for the Patreon. The boys gotta go to SummerSlam. It's my birthday. It's my birthday weekend. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Wow. Cold gas at the pacer. Y'all Cole coming Russell to Detroit. The pacer. Oh my god. Let, let me ask you this question. Is Beyond Mania at SummerSlam? What are they? Are they doing one at SummerSlam? It might be interesting. <laughs> I just put that in the atmosphere. Pure ignorance Wale, in the building. Why? Why Wale <laughs> slam? Right. We about to say, Brendan. I had a question. Do you think Bianca Belair is building a streak? I, I I don't think it's necessarily a streak. I just think it's just an established brand. Like she is the embodiment of what they're looking for when they need established brands. It's because like you put her in a program and it automatically makes sense. Like, I'm talking about WrestleMania streak. You think they're building that for her? I don't think so, but I just think I think that they know that we're counting. You know what I mean? Oh, it's okay. like the, it's like the Undertaker. Undertaker, he they never intended for it to be a streak, but after a while, it's like, yeah, you know, you've won like twelve of these straight. Then it became a thing. Right. You know what I mean? And I think they're kind of going with it with Bianca now. They if they find like the Lex Luthor to her Superman. I'm sure they have a reason to, but I'm like at this point, they're not looking for a reason. They're still building her legacy. Like she's mm. she's taking down all the big dogs, including Oscar. Like that was 
she impressed me in that match. I was like, whew, I didn't think she was going to, it's not that I didn't think she could do it, but it's, I've never seen her wrestle that style with Oscar like that. So, you know, she to, had a well, edge to yeah, she was going so quick. I was like, oh, I didn't know you had that in your bag, but it was impressive. But like I said, that's, it's the building of the Bianca Belair legacy. Like she's going to be one carrying that torch for a long time. Her, her and Rhea, they, they're up next. Like they're up now. You know what I mean? They are. So, now. Yeah. So it's like, you got to have those wins. You know what I mean? And, and, and important wins. Like you beat Oscar, you, you're a bad man, Majama, because Oscar's not to be played with by any nope. means. You know what I mean? So, it, it, and it wasn't overly, if it wasn't overly gimmicky and overly story, like, oh, she's a heel and she slapped my mama and she called me. Like, it was nothing. It was like, no, I, I, I won the Rumble. I, I want to, I want your title and I'll do anything to get it. it. It was built around the competition, which is kind of a nod to like, New Japan and all Japan and pro wrestling Noah because that's that's what Japanese wrestlers usually built on. So I'm glad they didn't put her in a situation where she was going to be uncomfortable like Shinsuke has been. Shinsuke was so popular they tried to make him into something that she's not that he's not. But it's like with, with Oscar they made sure like they kept it competition based. But like I said, if you watch Japanese wrestling, that's how a lot of their feuds are booked and then the stories are infused based off the competition. So it's like she didn't have to go too far outside of her boxes because she had a reason to be like, oh, like if, if Nikki Cross has a beef with with the uh, um, you know, with 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 uh with Johnny Gargano's wife, is there's a story behind it, you know what I mean? She's stalking her, she's coming behind doors. There's a reason as to why there's a there's a rabbit hole we have to go down versus if um if she wins the Royal Rumble, now she's chasing after the title, but she has a reason to now. It's based off the competition. Not just oh well, Bianca's hair reminds me of my stuffed animal when I was a, you know what I mean something whatever story they can come up with <laughs> not something crazy yeah so cool. and, and I think that's Bianca's I think hair that's reminds me of a stuffed animal yeah so like and I think that's what what's smart about you know they they they've never even when Vince was in control and I'll give him credit they've never I've never seen her I've seen them hold her back. But I've never seen her be put in a situation where I'm like, it doesn't. Why they got her doing that? Like, imagine if she came out like Nikki Ash, I'd be like, okay, this is just stupid because now you're making her do something that's not in her wheelhouse. But they it's they've allowed they've allowed her to keep this Kabuki warrior ish, you know, and 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 keep a lot of the elements of Japanese women's wrestling, and you know, it, it's been incorporated into WWE style. And every girl she's been in the ring with has has been able to keep up with it. So. And I like that EO is the next challenger. She's definitely up next. Like, like she's I another one. I they, love like, the fact EO is the next challenger. Japanese women's wrestlers are so tough. They're so sharp. They're, they they connect. It's like they're they're good hands all the way across the board. You know what I mean? So it's like they're not there to cut. And, and they let them cut promos in their own language because it just sounds cool. Like watching Raw, she got pissed at Bailey. She just rattled, just shot off I in her native that. tongue. And I was like, bro, that's. I love when they let them just do that because Oscar does the same thing. She'll cut her whole promo in Japanese and they say one sentence in English. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Ken- Kenny Omega does the opposite in New Japan when he was there. He would write off his whole he would write off his whole promo in English and they say like uh, and I said you a good night or something in Japanese. And I swear and oh. give off his last his last sentence was in Japanese just to show people like, oh yeah, I can't speak fluent Japanese. I just choose not to because I'm a bad guy. And I was oh, like, wow. wow, that's genius. So it's, it's it's subtle nuances like that that of course that the realm has to pick up. So, mm-hmm. Eh? Mm-hmm. Eh? good stuff, man. Eh? Yes, sir. Well, good brothers. I think we did it, man. We had a successful um, 
mock draft tonight, man. I think it was something different. It was something fun, something for us to get our brains involved. I apologize early on for all the technical difficulties. The, the show should have been much better, but you know what? You gentlemen did an excellent job and we pulled it off. But uh, stay tuned to our social media pages. I'm pretty sure Instagram and Twitter, you will we will post our top 10 priority picks and we will continue the conversation there. So if you have much to say about this and also tell us what you think, what would you do in, in this situation if you had to choose 10 superstars for Raw, 10 superstars for SmackDown, and all wrestlers were eligible to be drafted. Let us know who you would choose and who you would build your shows around moving forward. Brothers, any last words before we get out of here? Man, thanks to everybody for tuning in and sharing on social media. Everybody who hopped in the comment section, we appreciate y'all. Let us know what your drafts are. You know, reply to us, uh, rate our picks, <laughs> you know, uh, and make sure you check out Patreon. We got more exclusive content coming. It's patreon.com slash wrestling underscore realm. It's patreon.com slash wrestling underscore realm. All exclusive content stuff there. Also, championship culture coming soon. Brother Brandon is working hard. As he said at the beginning of the show, he has so much to come, so much to offer. I mean, it's going to be everywhere. Championship reels, championship live, championship culture, everything. So uh, if, if you want to learn more about what it means to be a champion and how we adapt to the culture as wrestling fans, your championship belts, titles, etc. Trust me, the belt king himself, Brandon, the guy's on the job. He has so much. We've seen like snippets of the content he's got coming out. I'm so excited for it. Information that you need about how to purchase replica belts, the differences between certain titles, the history of certain things. It's, it's going to be such a good time. So stay tuned to uh, the Wrestling Realm Instagram account as well for championship reels, where he'll give you kind of bits and pieces of some of the content that's coming soon. Um, anything else? Did we cover everything? Just Facts. I'm interested to see when we do when the WWE does the draft. Let's see who gets which picks. Let's see how close we are to the actual. Oh draft. yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll definitely reconvene. We'll definitely. Re too bad we can't do like a uh, we should do like a live stream. I was gonna say be let's on, do a live stream be, that night. Be, do it be on live and just watch the draft and see and see what they come up with each night. And uh, even though they're gonna spread it out throughout the whole night, but yeah, that, that'll be fun, man, to see where our picks match up with what they actually do. As far as that is concerned, though, um, also shout out to a uh, shout out to AEW man, uh, Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy came back tonight as of this recording. Sting, yeah. Sting, Sting cut a mean promo as, as much. There we go. Let's give it up for Jeff Hardy. I'm uh, happy to see him back, man. I just, I, yeah, Jeff Hardy does good. no wrong. Yeah, Jeff Hardy does no wrong. Sting does no wrong. I saw Hook. Hook was in the ring. I'm still waiting to see Jay White get, get in the ring with AEW. Uh, I'm trying Sting to, I'm got, trying to, he gave it to MJF too. He did. Somebody said he, uh, of course, that uh, the brothers at uh, Public Enemies <laughs> Sting, <laughs> Sting just put uh, him in a blender. Shout out to he Darby. He put an MGF in a blender. Darby Allen and uh, Swerve, Swerve, uh, they, 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 they definitely showed up. I'm stuck. Darby's starting to grow on me a little bit. I don't, I don't want just starting to grow on you. I like I'm I'm starting to understand him more. You know what I mean? Okay. Like I just I I was too unfamiliar with him, and then you know I got to know him during the pandemic. And then they were comparing him to Jeff Hardy, and I, so I'm I was looking at him through the wrong lens. And it's like mm. I see him now, and it's like for some reason him being with Sting made him make sense to me. Um, I think he's very authentic. I don't think he's like trying to be like he came off extra over emo, but it's like he's he's kind of not. He's just himself, which is which is always yeah. good. Authentic is good. Mm -hmm. Good things, big things on the horizon for AEW as they uh, continue to enjoy their success. Always root for another professional wrestling company. I want to see them do better. I want to see more. Um, I don't know. I mean, 
I yeah, still I want more belts from them. Well, I, that's that's awkward coming from the belt guy to say you don't want to see them any more belts. Like I don't, I don't know how I feel about they that. Got enough championships between the two companies. Yeah, they that's do. true. And and FTW championship. Apparently, that's a defensible title. So like, I don't like. What are we we defending that title now? But anyway, we're not getting to that, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna wrap up. Any last words, brothers? Or we out? We out. We will catch you guys next week. Same bat time, same bat channel, same bat place. Mr. Mr. Ryan Waters.